Hello everybody, my name is Sarah. My name is Emmanuel, and this, this is, is the Gist. Hello everyone, welcome. Welcome to the Gist. My name is Sarah, of this course. This is Emmanuel again. New episode coming at you. Episode 2. So first of all, I think we'd be, we need to thank our first week listeners yes for listening so i want to thank everyone we got about 50 plays or so from our first episode so thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you to those who have tweeted at us and we just launched our facebook page today yes so you can find us on facebook at digest nigeria or facebook slash we are digest yes facebook slash we are digest so we're going to share stuff there as well so thank you for the support so far we encourage you to comment on what you want to hear us talk about or on any improvements we can make on the podcast. And you can actually send your your comments straight to submissions at weadigist.com mm-hmm. or you could go to weadigist.com and go to the contact page. You can fill and out everything. If you feel we, if you feel we're making some mistakes and things you just like us to improve. Mm-hmm. Or any or any particular mm-hmm topics yeah, you, you think we should talk about or anything mm, special. We have a very interesting lineup for you guys coming in February. So yeah. we hope you yes. stay tuned. February is going to be a very <laughs> loaded <laughs> month. On very days. interesting. We're going to ruffle some feathers, but it doesn't matter. And we, that's what we're here to do. We're here, we're here to ruffle feathers. Feather ruffles. So How's the donkey lotion? That's a big problem. Uh, you have to find me to kill me. I want to let the Kanga Visa come and meet us. So <laughs> we are safe. We're safe. So this, I think this, um, the rest of January, we're, we're going to have a three-part series on a very hotly contest, contested issue in Africa and in Nigeria, which is religion. So, so this is going to be part one, part two is going to be next, next week, and we're going to end with some interviews from... People on both sides of the fence. We have people who are hyper religious. We have someone who is an atheist. We have people who are in the middle. I have people like me who don't really identify with anything. I mean, just floating, just, just floating just in there, the air. Just there. <laughs> I'm just there. Just there. So we're going to have different really views, anything. and hopefully we will we'll present a balanced case for the issue. And I'm ready to talk and talk and talk. Friend, and we're all ready to talk. So, if you want to be interviewed, actually, you can yeah, reach out to me. us and we'll set up, a, set up an interview. So, whether you are on the side of religion, I mean, not side per se, but whether you are very religious or, or whether you're not, or whether you're just in between, I whether I don't really care, mm-hmm. and you want to voice your opinion, you can send us a tweet, go to our Facebook page, or send us an email. At weadigist.com, right? Submissions at weadigist.com, and we'll call you or invite you over and we'll but interview please, you. please remember, you have to be in the northeastern area. I want to no, you can call them now. We can call you on the phone. Can you Skype or WhatsApp? Yeah, call. but then how do we call? phone phone interview? We'll plan it, sir. We'll plan it. Don't so worry, when we get the logistics, we'll think about that later. So, but just a bit of good news before we start. And another thing, you could also just 
you could also send in your entries too. We could read them. Oh, like like written. Yeah, written. Yeah, your comments so, on religion. And then if you views. have any questions to ask, either the re- extra religious people mm-hmm. or the atheists, you can, you can send your questions, questions as well. and things you, and why you think people believe anything. We're just trying to as long as it's not abusive because mm-hmm. this no is not hate speech, no please. hate speech. We're not subliving my defense. <laughs> <laughs> Different opinions are welcome, well, but no but hate. Can't insult other people. If you do send insults, we're not going to read them. I'm going probably going to read them immediately. Yeah. So again, just want to think. I mean, a, a few of our highly debated topics from our first two podcasts have been accents and what stood out from from last week do you think we we're just talking about gist just last round, week was just gist we were just just and, gist and going to nigeria and stuff wasn't really anything a new year topic new year topic when we're hopefully going forward we can get more stories that stand out to you guys and touch you mm-hmm. so you can reach out to us and let us know what you think about different mm-hmm. things because this really this podcast is really about thinking and just Examining why you think the way you do and just hearing from other people and expanding your knowledge ways, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing in my opinion. That's a good thing. Try for the younger generation of, of Nigerians and Africans who are coming up. You need to start changing your way of thinking because a lot of things are developing on the continent and we can't be stuck in our old mindsets because things are not just the same anymore. The things are not the same anymore. So before we delve into part one of our religion series, some good news for Nigerians and Africans at large. Netflix, Netflix and chill. Netflix <laughs> and chill. Or as someone told me, Netflix and buffering. buffering. Because you know Nigerian data is not very fast. <laughs> but yeah, Netflix has now expanded to basically every country in the world apart from China. And they're Why in, not China, sir? China has some issues that they need to deal with, like, with regards to access to the internet and how they restrict people's use of the internet. So I think that they're, the, they're like government issues, not like technical issues. True, true. But now I think I believe it's in all the countries in Africa now. Are you serious? Have Netflix, and even though like the selection is different, I think the greatest challenge is going to be data use because netflix uses between one and three gig of data per hour you might have to downsize the quality though i mean you're also going to have to pay more for your data or you're going to spend the buffering or the buffering can be a guys to start chilling when you know nine months later sorry like and pampas at 899 subscription is going to cost you 18 years of of hardship and pain of, of, <laughs> of charges anyway yeah so netflix is in africa now and i think it's a it's a sign of progress some sort of progress in, really? it's just in terms of being noticed not really by other i think so being noticed by like as well other, as like being noticed by netflix are somewhere where you know, like, because before, like, Nigeria and Africa is like this primitive place where people have been asking me, like, oh, do you have cell phones? Do you have TVs? And it just, like, just shows that people are realizing that life in Nigeria, Ghana, and Kenya is the same as anywhere else. Like, we have TV, smartphones, we have internet, and this is a service that I think many people have been waiting for. Because personally, when I went home for Christmas, I was very... 
unhappy with the fact that I couldn't watch Netflix while I was there. So, to be honest, I'm not hooked on Netflix like that, so I don't really care. Yeah, I'm hooked though. Because hooked. as far as I'm concerned, I don't even really care if they do, we don't have Netflix or not. As, because we still have Nollywood and African Magic Yoruba and African Magic Ibu. That's so, exclusion. People don't watch only Nigerian movies. And but Nigeria then but then then we even have scandal on Nigerian TV now, so What if I don't have DSTV? You can buy Go TV. I don't want Go TV. I want I, I want Netflix. I'm very specific. Then but as well those can get Roku TV. Please excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I, I, that's not the same thing. Yoko TV and Netflix are two different services. But moving on, that's just a bit of good news for those who it matters to. I don't Netflix. think it really matters. I just think it's just another thing. It's not as if... Well, I don't know. I don't know how to really describe what I want to say. It's like... Itself it's not... It's, it's not like an extra expense for most people that we know. And I think it's something that people have been looking for. Because many... People who even know about Netflix know because they've gone abroad and used it abroad and then they've come back home and they don't have it anymore. So I think it's, well, it's, it's really just catering to those people who actually have It's catering to everyone. Cause I don't want to, to, to risk buying those, those uh, pirated <laughs> DVDs on the road that CD will not work after you buy it. Because they're, I mean, all these shows, like Empire, Scandal, and the rest, they're all shown on DSTV. Yes, now. yeah. So I think yeah, it's... Yeah, even GoTV too. No, but GoTV doesn't have past seasons and all the seasons of Scandal, so... Mm-hmm. I think it's just a set, like, same way Domino's and Cold Stone Creamery and KFC. Mm-hmm. It's just another, like, service. It might not be an essential service, and it should not distract people from the problems that we still have to deal with. But I think it's just... I don't, know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I just extra. think it's like, oh, Western companies coming in. I don't think it's necessarily a sign of progress. Because what it's going to do is all these companies are going to come and compete with startup companies. And that can really shunt their progress. You know what I mean? No, it's like Walmart. It's like Walmart coming into Nigeria. And Walmart has no competition. Hmm? There's no, like, one Nigerian grocery chain is there. There's none. That's the thing. So, because and when Walmart comes, it's just going to establish itself, and nothing can come up again. I don't know how true that's because I have no problem with Western countries coming because I mean they 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 mm-hmm. they're going to employ Nigerians to work in those places. They're going to employ Nigerians to be their places, their representatives on ground. Mm-hmm. So it still like provides work for people. Rather than waiting for a whole startup and you start from one, like there's a similar thing at this store for those who live in Lagos. Mm. There's this store called Ebano, mm. which is like a major grocery retailer on my side where I, I live, and he has like three stores. And that's like in the past 10 or 20 years, he has three stores, and that's a very slow rate of growth. It's not realistic to want every single thing in an African country to be an African startup because. There's no time to do that. I mean, Walmart coming is great because they already sell like Milo and stuff here. Even though it, it might not be the Nigerian brand, but I don't have any problem with that really. My problem is Walmart has such a long history of always this kind of destroying the communities that it comes into, like because of money. You should like Google it. You see how 
all the people that work for Walmart, they complain about how they are always overworked and stuff like that. So I'm like, are we going coming to a country and this is America that has a lot of controls? Take those kind of companies to Nigeria where they can do whatever they like. Imagine what's going to happen. I see how some of these internationals come to Nigeria when they are saying they are doing business and how they treat the Africans that work for them and it's not a good thing at all. And it could never happen if not if we if we just like put everything together and put controls. Because the way they treat all of those people, there's one fact that this area, um I think it's in Ikeja. Uh, like the Keja industrial area, I've forgotten the name, Oregon. It's Oregon. This, I saw how one day, I had my school was in the area, I saw how they packed everybody on in like a trailer. They were just sitting down on an open head trailer with entering the factory. It's like, Jesus, what kind of rubbish is this? If they fall out, how would some of these people can die? Yeah, I mean, but that's up to the controls and the government to do something and set up sanctions, not the companies. Because if those sanctions were in place, then they would have to follow it. But you know how Nigeria is with no sanctions. Yeah, so you should deal with them. I don't think that should stop people from coming in. But I mean, it, it's something we can delve into in a future. I'm very. I don't whatever. like it when because I don't like the idea of of feeling like okay, I'm I, because these people have come in, then it's good. Then everything else we were trying to be doing before is no longer important. I think that's the way I see it, Sha. I don't know if I'm right. I don't think it matters if they come in or they don't come in. What really matters is first of all, let's try and set up everything. Like the man, you were dying a uh, buying no man now with three stores. I'm sure if in a different country, if you could actually get loans, like solid good loans from banks, instead of them giving it to politicians and with all this the whole fake economy, the man could have grown more. No, but I think, I think you can't just like apply reasons like that are widespread because like most of the stuff in these grocery stores are not being made in Nigeria regardless. True. So it's not even like you're putting anything back into you manufacturing can't. in Nigeria. You're still importing all this stuff from outside. I don't think it really matters because the biggest grocery store I saw growing up in Lagos was Park and Shop. Mm, Park and Shop is not Nigeria. Yeah. People think it is. Park and Shop is not Nigeria. So there's actually no. There are many like Nigerian corner grocery stores, like all those small mm. stores you see, but there's no name brand recognition. And in order to do that, you can't do it by yourself. You're going to have to work internationally with all these people. So in that sense, I don't think like because you 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 can't really put Netflix in the category of oh we should have started our own Netflix. It's not necessary. Like everyone doesn't have to start their own thing. Mm -hmm. There's already a space. Netflix has made their self, mm -hmm. and now they can reach out and give employment because they have to employ people to work in Netflix Nigeria and and Netflix in all the other countries. Mm -hmm. So they're they're providing more jobs and access to more things for people in those countries you don't have to like i don't think you have to wait every single time and build your own you can always build off someone else's shared experience True. and go and build yourself but at the same time of course it does point out that there are some issues like wi-fi and sanctions that we need to work on in your own country so that these things don't no come problem. and create even more problems more problems for you so just to have a balance of the two of them. 
I know so if we could also have to wonder why everything from in Nigeria is even reported. Why why do you even have to import the basics? I think that question itself because we don't produce it. But why don't you produce even one? Do you know we even import toothpick? Why can't you produce toothpick in our house in Nigeria? Even toothpick again. Those are issues you have to ask your government. But even the things we do produce, like NASCO conflicts, there are very few people who are going to choose to eat NASCO conflicts over Frosties or Kellogg's because NASCO conflicts, let's be honest, is not produced to the same standard. Mm. And it's not produced to the same standard because you can get through loopholes by bribing people to push your product forward. And at the end of the day, like, your the consumer is not stupid and they, they know what is good and what is bad so it also comes down like most of the problems we're, we're, we're going to talk about come back to the same issue mm -hmm. of why we need a reform in the government in African countries and I think part of the reform, a major part of the reform is getting out most of these old people because Nigeria is even good. There are many countries in Africa where it has been the same family for or the same person that has been the president for years. And the man is like 70, 80. 96. And I'm like, what does a 90-year-old know about running a country in 2016? You don't know anything. Things, have ch things are changing. And I think until the younger people start to take their place in leadership roles in Nigeria, we're not going to see a lot of changes. But the problem is even the, some of these youths don't want. They just want to continue the same thing, same old thing. Because from what I see on Twitter all the time, some of these people that were calling youths, they are just trying. They're just. They're not trying to take leadership positions. They're just trying to be the sickle fans of all these old get old timers, so so they can position themselves in the good positions and continue the cycle. So I don't know. I'd, I'd like to believe that maybe the use would be different, but I don't know if that's true. I feel like they are. They, mm -hmm. they, there are differences between older and, and younger people. It may not be everything that's different, but there are still fundamental differences in the ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And one of the things which we we're going to talk about a bit is the, the reliance on Western religion. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Is perfect, perfect intro into yeah. our discussion. Of and I say Western religion because most of the religions we practice in Africa now are actually imported and they're not actually ours. So I think we're going to delve in now to part one of our series on religion. And I think before we go in depth, I think it's always good for, because most people do not know the history of religion in Africa and how religion came to be. So I think we'll just give a brief, like, talk about the history briefly of how religion as we know it today mm -hmm. started in Africa. So I think we can trace all this back to pre-colonial era and for the most part, we know religion was used as one of the major tools of colonialism and slavery, especially in my country of Nigeria, and I'm sure it's the same in most other countries as well. And if you look at the writings of many Nigerian authors, I think we've all read 
things fall mm-hmm. apart by Chinua Achebe. Mm-hmm. And you can see the amount of planning and how meticulous these religions were crafted in order to subjugate the people. And even though now, like, it may be a good thing for some people to have this faith and something to believe in, but I think people seem to forget that the history and the origins of, I'm going to specify that with Christianity, were not like, it wasn't given as a gift to the African people, it was used as a tool to subjugate people into slavery. Not slavery, into, into colonial thinking. thinking, which I mean, slavery and colonialism, one and two sides of the same coin. One was in America, one was in Africa. Not in America, even around the, all of the New World, as they call it. Yeah, but they were, I mean, they were all colonies of Britain still. For the most part, well, I mean the French and everyone, but French, the major Spanish, Portuguese, all those people. Slavery that we talk about, like even like the U.S. slaves was still the same, like the 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 Caribbean, the U.S. and all the places they were all colonies of slaves that were taken from the African continent, and that's why many of the cultures are very similar. I'm here to be honest. The world. So, starting with, we've already spoken about like the history, so do you have anything more to add on that? The only thing I'd like to add is that I, I think there's always been some sort of faith and belief in believing something like a higher power, but it wasn't always as codified and, I'd say, structured. Because well, now we're in the age of organized religion and codes and mores and everything is put together in a book and mm-hmm. this is on this is what you have to believe it wasn't always like that because reading from books it seemed like more 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 of what we had then was a culture of spirituality of spirituality like based off traditional african religions was was more spirituality more um I don't know, get probably more flexible. It wasn't necessarily this put together. Because I think it there changed. There were no rules per se. There were rules, yes. There were definitely rules because the, everybody had rules. Everybody definitely had rules. But it wasn't more. It wasn't like put together and, and organized and structured as much. There was structure definitely because human beings always create structure. But it wasn't. It wasn't as widespread, it wasn't as organized, it wasn't this mega structure that we have now. But I don't I don't think that there were like the rules there there were no rules per se. They were but I'm rules. thinking like there wasn't rules, it was more like if you wanted like for for example, if you were a farmer mm-hmm. or something and you wanted a good harvest, you would like give some offerings to the god of the land or something like that but it wasn't like everybody had to do that if you get what i'm saying it was more of like it's your choice like it was a very personal thing and even because i know in some nigerian religions that you had your own personal chi or god in your mm-hmm. house that you prayed to mm-hmm. and it wasn't like this amalgamation of going to a square or going to a church or going to a building where you're all coming together it was very personal and individual and in that sense even though there were what you were, you could call quote unquote rules, yeah, rules it wasn't like even court systems, I guess. A code of conduct that you really had to follow if you didn't want to, because it was very personal. It was what you felt mm. you needed to do and how your connection 
to your gods or the gods of your land were. I think that personal individual aspect of religion is what has changed so much to become this kind of religion, like this kind of, not really cult, but this kind of congregation of people who are following a similar pattern, which would make sense if you would think like, if you're trying to colonize a group of people, you don't want individual thoughts, you want everyone to be similar, to be the same, to be cohesive, because it's easier to control and corral people where you can get them to think in a particular kind of way and the same kind of way about a variety of issues. Because we know that religion is the backbone of many things in African societies and many beliefs and how we govern and make rules and live our life in Africa, which is good but also has some negative effects. So, so I think I, I, I'm like, because if we forward to 2016 now, most of our African traditional religions are frowned upon. There's so much stigma. They're looked at as, at least in Nigeria, called juju. And so they look at as dangerous, stigma. as against the norm, and things you should not be doing. Basically, if, if you're not a Christian, or in some cases, if you're not a Muslim, what you're doing is not right. Or what you believe is not right. There's just too much, a lot of stigma and... And I think if you really sat down and examined it, they're not that different, honestly. Christianity and... Let me, let me not even say Christianity in general because the different sects of Christianity, but Catholicism and traditional African religion, they're not different at all. You know how, okay, you have saints, then you have small gods. What's the difference? It's the same thing. I mean, what's the difference? Everybody, Even Shango, yeah. Shango used to Shango was an actual human being that was king, was an oba, and he was deified when he died. The same way people are made saints when they die, right? It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but I feel like there, there, there are many historians who have cited that it seems that many of the new world religions were actually based on older traditional mm-hmm. religions because the similarities uh, are too much for it to be a coincidence. They're really, really similar. They're really not that different because it's not possible for you to, for, no matter what we say, they had to have been in contact with the what we call traditional religions or juju now. And when you are in when you are in contact with other things, you, sometimes they get mixed up and muddled up, and things you know what they call the syncretism, when another faith takes up aspects of another faith and includes it in its mm. own. It's, it happens all the time, even even in daily life. You see how. After you hang out with somebody for so long, you start adopting their mannerisms, right? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, the, that's there, just there how. Are some that you 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 can actually you can actively try not to adopt, but if you don't, if you don't fight it, naturally it's going to happen. So it's it's not that different, honestly. But I think I mean for me, I don't see it as something that happened coincidentally and by chance. It was something that was planned and orchestrated because they had a purpose for the religions that were, that they were bringing to the nation. Because even, let's go to Northern Nigeria. There's a there's an article by Jonathan Reynolds about how the British used indirect rule mm-hmm. to give Northern Nigeria and the Muslims there power. Yes, to control, which we know 
eventually led to tensions which caused the Nigerian Civil War. But these are things that people don't think about when you just like blatantly push or stand behind your religion. You, most people don't know about the history and most people don't care because I've met people like in Lagos who, have, who are, I tell like, oh, do you know that the history of this Christianity that you're pushing is not actually what you think and like, oh, okay, well, that was the will of God and it's God's will for us to get it in this way. Like, what, do you, like, what does that mean? So I just think that personally, I have faith and a religion I follow but I also take into account that this is how this religion was given to my ancestors and this is how the creed was formed so I also like I don't know how to explain it fully but like just realize that your religion might not be as sacrosanct and as definite as you think it is with regards to other people's religion because we, we tend to say oh this is the only way if you're not a christian you're not going to heaven if you're not, you're not doing this and everybody else is wrong everyone else is thinking like you need to follow the bible and all these things were constructed they were not just like there and people don't i take that into account a lot when i think of things in the bible things that people preach in church i'm like these things were sort of built mm-hmm to serve a purpose and they were obviously built very well because the purpose was achieved so I take everything with a grain of salt and I think independently for myself okay so why would this be wrong why is this frowned upon in the Bible or why does this pastor claim that this thing is wrong and if it doesn't make sense to me then I don't follow it personally (laughs) that's dangerous ground you know I don't think it's dangerous ground. This brain in my head is here for a reason. Like you're not going to control me and force me to think that something is wrong when there is no logical reason for it to be wrong. Like you can't make me... That, 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 that's the definition of stupidity. Like the, you, you, you can't tell me to cut off my finger and I tell you give me a reason why and you cannot give me any reason why I should cut off my finger other than the Bible said so. I'm not going to do it, cause that's stupid. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. If, if, I'm sorry if that will offend some people, but I'm not going to do that. And that's my personal view on the issue. I know there are people who have different opinions, ways of interpreting are. the scriptures and everything else, and their religion, and just following. They feel like they just need to follow without questioning and thinking. But I'm not one of those people, personally. In my own opinion. I, I noticed that a lot of people, a lot of middle class, upper class Nigerians who kind of practice a kind of moderate, not really, I'll say kind of moderate Christianity. Mm, I get what you, you mean. Not kind of You're hippish. You're not like all out. You're not like, all out. Hippish. I call it hippish. 21st century 21st century Christianity. Listen to Hillsong. Go to the Hillsong. It's true. I'm no longer Hillsong. I'm a radical boy for Jesus. I don't know those ones anymore. It's Hillsong. Are you sure you didn't listen to? You didn't listen to all those Igbo boys growing no, up. No, I didn't listen to any Igbo. And your Igbo music. Uh, I can't believe you. I was in boarding school. Sorry. Okay, true, true. true. <laughs> I didn't have any MPD player. 
so I kind of hippish. They don't. I think the people they don't really see the reality on ground with how religion among the lower class is really practiced. I don't want to mention any church, but I saw somebody where somebody said she's possessed with the demon of snake. And that she's <laughs> we all we all know we all know what <laughs> church that is. Demon okay. or snake, and that the snake makes her do like in the I night. I've watched all those videos and I have laughed thoroughly. And I just see this they and I'm so like, funny. for real? How did the presenter even know she has the, um, demon? And the questions to ask and, and the questions to ask. Some people see the holistic and it seems too scripted. I think in this day and age, religion has almost become like. A charade, like almost like a game for some people, and like that one that told people to times, eat, they told to eat grass, told them to eat underwear, told them to who, eat paper. Who said that? That was South African plaster now. You didn't hear? I have like, never to that eat grass. You never saw that one. Eat grass. Why? And to drink petrol. They turned into wine. They turned into wine. They were performing miracles in you, my brother. What? See, that's why. This is exactly what I said about logic. There is nothing on this earth you can tell me. That will make me eat grass and drink gasoline for any reason and say because that's what your religion says. I will never do that. And I think more people are realizing that you have to apply reasoning and discernment when you're interpreting some of these scriptures and these texts and these teachings from church or from wherever you go to for your place of worship because you can't just blindly follow people because, follow because people can not, people, people, people you. many people of you. these pastors <laughs> that you know we're talking about like on almost every block in lagos you can find in more than one church. church and many of these pastors are just there for money making ventures yeah let's be honest nigeria is a tough place now and that's kind of why people need this faith people need this faith they need something to believe in because it's really hard because I'm from what I'm hearing I've been reading 1970s 1980s Nigeria was a completely different place people My dear, one dollar is 300 naira uh, as of this week it's 320 as far as I heard my lord it's 320 imagine black market price <laughs> no that's black market every, no, that's bank rate too. are you serious mm-hmm. hey. Hey. scarcity all this no light no water all these issues which the so people need something to hold on and to believe in that a better day is coming. Which is very I mean and these are all very positive parts of religion, but as we're going to go into depth in the in the future episodes, there are a lot of negative things that Nigerians have attached to religion which should not be there. And that's where for me the conflict comes in where you want to persecute people to the point of killing people because they don't align with what your so-called religion says even though there are over 700 7,000 religions in the world and they're all very different but yet we each believe that our religion is the right one and the way to go and that kind of assurance I mean it's good personally but when you're relating with people who are different from you you cannot have that kind of bravado to push your, your way and say that that's the only way and that's the best way especially when the history of this religion like it was created for a purpose no i think no christianity, christianity. not christianity i'm talking about like the giving of religion to african people 
was for a purpose. It, it, it wasn't because they were here to share the word of God willingly from the bottom of their hearts. It was political, definitely. It was just for politics. It wasn't. They didn't bring it because they felt it was going to be something. Some see as usual. Some missionaries genuinely believed that what they were doing was was, was good and bringing the word of God to the. I mean, they genuinely believed that slavery was right and that we were supposed to be enslaved because the Bible told well, them so. biological determinism, biological. That I don't want to go into all those theories. I am um, social Darwinism. How, how to them? How all that was even after when they started using scientific racism. Well, the basis like for the slave trade and everything for a lot of people was based in the Bible from like the the son of Noah, right? That saw him naked and everything, and how those people were marked. Some yeah, people so even believe that Cain, mm-hmm. that the mark of Cain is black skin. Yeah. And that's why black people are cursed and everything. So there are many ways the Bible is has you, been and yeah. continues to be misinterpreted. And that's why I'm just saying we, we need to be very careful. And that's where the logic comes in. Like there's no way you can make me think that the mark of Cain is black skin and that we're supposed to be subservient or that we're in any way lesser than anybody else in the world because we're black like that's not going to fly in 2016 but there was a point in time let's even go further back when was it Galileo Galileo. that was hung for saying that the world was not square that the world was Was a circle that that the world was not flat like something as basic like right now you would think that those people are so stupid but at the time it was a big deal to be honest, that the, the world was flat. It, the way they were treating it was as if you are trying to change the whole history. Mm-hmm, of you're like you are trying to, you are basically you are trying to contest God, it's and nobody can contest God. God. But now we know that the earth is definitely not flat; it's a sphere. But in those days, you could not have told them anything, and they, and that man was killed. At the end of the day, really, this is my main problem with organized religion. It's just somebody's. Events is some, just somebody's um sight of what he thinks is right that is being pushed on everybody else, and most people, to be honest, are just sheep. You tell them one thing, they just believe, they just believe it. Most people don't, most people don't will never sit down and critically think of why they believe the things they believe. And they will just, if they've been conditioned from the one, this is what I'm this is what I'm in whatever uh, place of worship you go to for me it was the church and from there you start going to church sunday you go for prayer meeting go for crossover service go for christmas day service and you grow up in sunday school you you learn about christians and the other you learn about the devil learn about all these things then the other you're, you're going to hell if you do this and that conditioning is really, really strong. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? They'll tell us in Bible school, you go to hell if you like. But then our parents will tell us, tell that man outside. I'm not at home, oh. I'm not at home. I'm not around, though. <laughs> so it's like, the, I'm from the very, beginning, the very beginning no, of our lives, we're told. Thrust into this, like. Told to different things to do. Torn. And that stuff, some children can't handle that well. I'm just happy that, I mean, I've had my own issues growing up with dealing with religion and non-religious people and everything but like some people can handle that well and i don't think personally we should be indoctrinating children which again what does the bible say bring up your child in the way way of the lord and when he's old he will so so the bible encourages you 
to start conditioning because that's what it is your child at a young age and I don't know, is conditioning really a good thing or a bad It's not a bad thing, man, honestly. Conditioning? No, conditioning it, it is a thing. It can be good and bad because... Hitler at, was a socialist. Socialism, socialism no, that word, is not like, a bad thing. But he was a bad person. So they are like, the concept of conditioning mm-hmm. is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be the used... The same way I feel the concept of religion is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that it's a lot of the times it is being used for very, mm-hmm. very rubbish... Things. If you look at it throughout history, people have done a lot of evil things in the name of religion. In the name of religion, even in the Bible, if you see that, did very well. In the early parts, you can see that a lot of people were just using that thing wars. to, to milk Religious people, wars. just to milk people, and they really finished them. But the, what would I say? Yeah, it still happens today. It's happening. I mean, it's happening in Nigeria. It's happening in everywhere. People, religi- religious and political leaders are using these things that they've twisted. And turned around. And it is to deceive people. Can we talk about politics? How how like uh, Jonathan is the way. Man. Jonathan is the is the is God's chosen one. Meanwhile, God's chosen one that that's under him that took his he was stealing money. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just really sad because it's I just think that politics. Like, people like like for uh, for example, once you hear that I'm a Christian, right, mm-hmm. or I'm of this faith and it's a faith that you're aligned with you automatically have some kind of deeper trust this group, group. or you have more association with me or you want to come to to my business or come to my house because I'm a Christian like you exactly. but that does not mean I'm a good person but you know what that's kind of like how it, to me I think religion has become like this new the way we identify as either Christian or Muslim has become like this new social classes social kind of class thing. social I don't know like a new nation a new tribe Kind of. You know how some people say, oh, I'm Yoruba, I'm Ibo. No. People are now saying I'm Muslim and Christian and they identify along those lines. They, they, their politics identifies along those, those lines. lines. Which is a very interesting and funny thing to know, to watch. Because people that ordinarily would not have anything to do with each other if not for that common shared religion. But they, that's actually a very legit point. Like People who have ordinarily, no other, like ordinary people will not be together yeah. in the same room. Or because they both identify as Christian, they're both under the same umbrella in this situation. I think that's very interesting. But that's human beings for you. And you see it everywhere. People that normally what would identify successful people with other people? It's not just one some shared identity. Because at the end of the day, everything how we identify ourselves is constructed. What really differentiates the Anidoma man from a deep man? Really, what differentiates an an evil man from a household man? It's just not cultures. It's just cultures that are that created people. by human beings. We at the end of the day, everybody is all the same. But human beings with ourselves, we, we are we are prejudiced. We are all kinds of things, and we create structures, create divisions. We like we like to dissociate ourselves from each other. That's mm-hmm. just what we are. We are human beings, and we are flawed beings. So it's in being flawed that you see all these things come out, and it's it's it makes for life. What makes life? What makes life interesting? And I mean, what well, it's interesting at all, and those things are actually fine. But like I said, like and I'll continue hammering on this point. It still comes down to being able to separate the two. Like I'm a Christian, yes, but I can still be a liar. I can still be a rapist. I can still be a bad person. Yeah, and which is why when someone tells me, "Oh, I'm a Christian." I, I don't just take you at face value as a good person. I don't just take you 
at face value as somebody who I can trust or who I want to work with. Because I still go to who are you as a person. Religion does not equal morality. Really doesn't work. It is just like saying because because I was born into a certain family, which most people. Let's be honest. Most of the people who who follow certain faiths, it's because their parents. All, in fact, actually, all faiths yeah. that people practice, most people practice, is because this is the family they were born into. So you're trying to say because somebody I was born into this family, then what because of what I was born into, that that shows the value of me as a person. I don't that's think that's that like, is not if true. If I was born in a Muslim household, I'll be a Muslim right now. If I was born in a Jewish household, I'll be a Jew. I just happen to be born to Christian parents, and hence that is. The religion I, I was raised in. I know, the all of us are just navigating through life. Honestly, trying to find our way one way or the we all have the same problems and issues. We we keep on the fur line as one. When there's no lights we we don't have light together. So at the end of the day, I think we it's good like to go to you, your different places of worship on Sunday or Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. But just don't forget that at the end of the day we are all homo sapiens we are all human beings we're all going through the same things and issues i think that's part of what is lost in the critical aspect of religion when you start to criticize people you forget that these are human beings just like you which are people who can say with such confidence that that they want to kill somebody because they're different from you or you want to ostracize this woman because you feel like she sleeps around or something like you you need to start with the realization that before all of this religion we are human beings First of all. and we are all the same we all feel the same pain we all behave and act and love and live the same way and we should just be sensitive to the differences of people around us because at the end of the day everything is a social construct <laughs> there's nothing that's organically different from people in different parts of the world i think at the end of the day sometimes some social constructs actually have biological roots like what like now how people say there's a difference between that usually men are usually more aggressive than women that could there's that could be a, as a result of the social of a social construct and how men are thought to be you know both mr mm, but, but there are, there are but societies there be... where women are the people in charge and where women are like they are matriar- they are matriarchal yes yeah, society societies on earth and we can even look at even in nigeria queen amina of zaria a story that's touted very widely she was she didn't like back down or she was a fierce warrior and she used and she fought. You have people in the Bible, Esther from the Bible, you have more people in history or women who have stood out. And you also have men who have stood out as well. And I think some people like people just tend to forget and make sweeping generalizations. Because majority of the people who have fought or who have been in battles have been men. It's easy for people to generalize, for and example, that, that, that men are the ones who are supposed to fight. And that's not even really happening again these days. Because now, before, people used to go onto the battlefield and fight. It doesn't happen anymore. If I want, I can go and fight a jet and I can bomb, I can go and bomb the whole city. Yeah, please. <laughs> can we not talk about fighter jets and bombing? No, truthfully, truthfully, I'm talking about it because I, I took a class on how on Nazi Germany and how they, after the realization of World War One, how they lost completely. People started realizing that 
it's not just the men that have to fight anymore. Women too have to be ready. Children have to be ready because now somebody can carry bomb. Fly over your city and drop and kill all of you. So you have to be smart. <laughs> That's a very it's true now because Doomsday kind of we're not fighting we're not kind of mentality. We're not fighting any small war. You know, I can just drop atomic bomb and all of you like that Nagasaki and Hiroshima and, and for generations everybody in your line will be fucked up because of of the bomb they threw that one time. It's it happening, right? I mean that's what I was saying. Such is life and at right? the end of the day we're all human beings dealing with the same human struggles. So we shouldn't let constructs get in the way. I am they just life. respect people, I beg. Just respect people. It's not Yeah, and I mean hopefully with the interviews we're we're going to do in the future podcast we can hear from different sides and hear different people's views and opinions. Because I'm I'm very interested in learning why people do what they do. Anyway, so I'm not just content in my own reasoning and way of thinking. Anyway, for those who are wondering, I know I'm not a Christian. I am not. I don't... <laughs> are you sure? I'm not a Christian. I'm, it's obvious though. I'm not... I don't think it's obvious. You have been more on the religious side than me, sir. No, because I, I, I like to like allow people to believe whatever they want to believe. For me, I'm not convinced. That's, I mean, that's. I feel like the people should believe whatever they want to believe. But you have to remember, while you are believing all this stuff, learn to respect other, other people, people and realize that not everybody will see the world the way you do. And behaving like as if this whole world is full of Christians or, or full of Muslims or full of Hindus. So it don't, that's not the way the world works. There are people that they are never going to have contact with Christianity. They are even like now. I was reading about this island of people, the Andamese. In off the coast of India, mm-hmm. they, in fact, they shouldn't even come in contact with, the, with us because they will get the our disease and they will die. Because yeah, they, I mean, even the people living in the forest of Congo and all those like you know those remote communities. Yeah, we shouldn't. They even don't come. have a clue about religion or anything else. They're just there living in by themselves. So I I, I think sometimes we we think too highly of ourselves and we think we're too important or more important than we actually are. Mm-hmm. True. Which. You know, in this striving for a higher power and to believe in some and to believe in someone, mm-hmm. we give ourselves this self importance that we don't really have, just to make it seem like you're better than someone else when you're actually not. Because all the hot topic issues, everything from women's rights to different sexualities, even feminism, a lot of the opposition from feminism I've heard has been from religious leaders. Saying that you're trying to make a man a woman, I'm like, that's not what it is about. Or, or, or don't you think the people that are saying those things, they are saying it because they don't want to lose power. But what power people, do you have by subjugating women? People who are different from you on their own. See, you choose this a lot of, from what I see, a lot of men have this false idea that they become men when they can control women. So when you can no longer control women, they don't they don't have a sense of manhood anymore. Because they cannot do the things their parents their fathers did anymore. So you think in you know now now everything is becoming more equal. Women can imagine they can they can they know that if I go to school, work hard, I can earn you as can much end. as much as any man out there right now. It might not be perfectly equal yet, but 
If I you go can, out and do it, I can. Without a man, I can better myself head. without a man. So there's no need for me to stay in an abusive relationship. Just because. Just because I don't have any other way to go, I can just you know what? F you, I'm out. That's it. So that means that there's no there's no dependence on men anymore in the real sense of it. So if women are going to a relationship with you, they must be mutually satisfying. Not one person giving everything and one person and taking. Taking everything. So it's like, how are men going to navigate this new environment where? They don't have as much power wow. over another human being again. So what that's why do? they hold on to religion as this kind of absolute. Because they need. It's just how white people want you use religion to hold over black people. Mm-hmm. People just want to keep power, and they will use anything they can because people are shameless. And it's, that, it's just nice to have power really, over really human sad. beings. It's really sad because I I've seen that the the amount of ignorance and discrimination i see fueled by religion on a daily basis is, is very painful and i can only imagine the targets of those insults and abuse that people perpetuate in the name of religion i mean it's not the same nigeria what we see all the time that they'll tell you you cannot do something because you're a woman or you, women should not be leaders in church they say it all the time we see it all the time it happens why? Because she's a woman. And they are forgetting that even in the Bible, they were talking about how elephants, you know, fighting would disturb the grass. It was about the two women in the, in, women in the church that were having disagreements. So for them to use, they call them elephants, it shows you that they were highly ranked in the church. So women have always been in place in the church, just that some men didn't like the idea of that. And they kicked women out of structures. That's just it. Because I don't think Jesus had a problem with women, did he? He didn't. No, to the, I mean, he, the, he, the, he who is without sin to cast the first stone. And did you see how close it was Mary, to Mary and Mary Magdalene? Mm-hmm. So I don't. Jesus did not have a problem with with the women. It's just that the men that came after him and wanted to control the church structure had a problem with Can women. Can we talk about the men who wrote the Bible? Have you heard that theory that um the that Mary was actually not a prostitute. She that wasn't. she was actually she a was leader a, in, in can you the church me and that they Bible wrote her verse. in the Bible oh. as a prostitute just so she could, you know, be downplayed. Can, and you, can you please show me one Bible verse? Please can somebody send it to me? I want to see where Mary Magdalene is actually a prostitute. Mary Magdalene. I mean we, we can analyze that and go into that in the future. But like we said, this is just like a three-part exploration from our point of view on something we feel is a big issue and it's going to be a bigger issue going forward in, I will in the 21st century now or in 22nd. I'm not in 21st, please, okay. we're not that big. <laughs> Where are you going? In the 21st century and it's going to have a lot of implications on our lives as young Nigerians, as young Africans, as young people. And, you know, hopefully this is just this starting point has given you some things to think about. As we go forward, we're going to go in depth and explore more of the effects that religion has had on our societies. And like we said, we're going to hear from different people mm-hmm. on their views, their thoughts, their ideas, and basically their motivations for the religious path that they have chosen or the lack of religion that they have chosen to follow. I think this can be very helpful and interesting. For everybody. Me, I'm just a floater. I'm a 
free thinker in the real sense of it. She's a free thinker. No, truthfully, because I, I don't really, I don't generally identify with anything too strongly. They will not ask you. So where do you get your morals from? If you, if it's not from God, where do you well, get it from? See, I have had this conversation with my mom, and I can sit down and talk about it. But my morals come from. And they are self-directed. So I look at the cost and if the cost and benefits of doing something. For for instance, I know I don't want to kill anybody because first of all, if I kill somebody, I can go to jail. So I don't do it. Or and I also know because it's wrong to kill people. And why I know it's wrong to kill people is because it doesn't help the human race any any in any way if we live in a violent place. If I can go and kill somebody, who is to say that the same cannot happen to me? So it's out of self-preservation at the end of the day. If I go around killing people one day, I'll be, you know in the Bible you so said that um, who will kill by the sword will eventually die by the sword. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to, you know, use your brain. I can't go around killing people because one day somebody will get, get angry with me and kill me too. I don't want to die. So. <laughs> that, that, that's a very interesting, interesting logic. I don't know. I think for me, I, I, like I've said this before because... Because I, I grew up in the church, and, and this is why, why I talk about the power of conditioning. I'm not really willing to separate myself entirely from the concept of there being some kind of God and Jesus. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I apply my logic first and foremost you've, you've, before anything else goes. You've made it for you. You've made it for made you. me and very... One on one, like my relationship with God is between me and God. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a go between. Cause there are many things, there are many ways I behave, or many things I have done, and, and according to the Bible, there's something wrong with them. What for? And I'm like, but logically, let's sit down and think about this. And and there's a pastor who who told me that you know you you shouldn't really do that because. When it comes to God, you should abandon logic because God's ways are not our ways. And I feel like things like that, and from then I was just shut off. Like I didn't even listen to a word he said after that because this brain, if you want to say God has given us this brain, right, Mm -hmm. is functioning and it's working for a reason Mm -hmm. and we have to use it. Like you, you can't use this brain as science to make laptops, cell phones, but when it comes to reasoning religion, your brain should just shut down like that. How is that supposed to work? But then that's the logic we've been fed as children. And that's practically why I'm not, I don't identify with anything. Because I think it's just, in my humble opinion, it's, it's rubbish. Use your brain for all these great things. Build houses, build structures that are reaching into the sky. And when it's time to analyze... Certain things that I don't even... Some things, your brain is just not meant to... Like, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, but at the end of the day, I guess I understand where you're coming from. Logic, belief is not logical because you have to have, you have to have practical things in your hand to say you believe in something, right? But believing that there's just somebody in the sky looking down on you, you don't have any actual factual proof, and you can't prove it tangibly. Mm-hmm. Is I think it doesn't. That's make, faith. Now that's it's just faith. It's just it's not. Faith. It's not tangible. It's not something you can logically prove. Yeah, but so again, I guess that's personal. why. Yeah, I guess it should be personal too. It shouldn't be institutionalized. That's my it argument. Should. It should be a very one-on-one. Because if it's very one-on-one and personal, you can't persecute someone else because they are just practicing their own brand of how they feel their religion should be. And you are practicing your own brand and that's it. But when you start to say that you should have this uniformity and we should all kneel down the same way, we should all bend down the same way, we should all wear the same clothes and the same like 
that's where the problem for me starts because we're not all the same like we don't as much as we're all human beings our experiences are not the same and the way we experience god and religion and faith are not the same so you cannot expect us to have this conformity mm -hmm. and all behave the same way mm -hmm. it's not logical and it does not make sense my own problem started from right from nursery school and you know the question simple question i just asked he said how god created everything right sorry excuse me god created everything but who created the god that created everything like creation creation I mean, I feel like we all ask those questions and it will just explain the way as god was always there yeah, and I was like, that doesn't there. that doesn't connect. That doesn't work for me. So I started as I as I grew up, I started reading and trying to understand things for my own self, out of curiosity. And I realized that a lot of the sh the stuff we are, we were taught as children is really not tenable. I don't want to use I don't want to be vulgar, but a lot of it is not very. I wish people could see me shaking my head, <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't work for me. That's all I will say. It doesn't mm. work for me. I think the greater thing was for me as a scientist. I'm an environmental scientist, I'm so an we engineer. deal. Ooh, ooh, so ooh, we ooh. deal with like create creation. Is it creative creativism or something versus the actual scientific story of the Big Bang and everything? Mm. And it's something that at first was in conflict for me. Because I grew up thinking that the world was created in seven 24-hour days and um, this is how it happened. And now, from a science point of view, where I'm, I'm being exposed and learning that there's actually backing for a different story of creation. And now I have to hold the two of them because they are in conflict and I have to hold it up them I and see really think so. how... No, 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 they are in conflict because the world was definitely not created in 7 24-hour days. That's, no, that's, but you can that's say they are true. created in 7 days, but 7 days in... Means in, another time scale so time scale in, Time scale in like, time scale of a supernatural being. You mm -hmm. can't expect that the 7 days of a supernatural being, it's the seven, same as your 7, seven days, days we are living. Which is why I was, so I was very specific to say 7 24-hour okay. days because it wasn't. Because now imagine, I I imagine that the same like look at I think if if there's an act, there's actually like a god, the god would be like a like a human being and an ant. You know how short the lifespan of an ant is. We're probably Compared like that. To our um, human span. So I think to God, seven seven days would be different from what an ant would call seven days. Mm -hmm. So it's just not going to be different. Yeah, it's different. So. I think like we, we've set a very good, good in introduction. So want to hear from you guys in the comments or anywhere. Like what, what are your views on religion? What do you think is the motivation behind religion? Why did you choose the religion you chose? And did you follow your parents or have you actually switched from what your parents raised you as? So want to know and we want to, you know, just to explore the topic more of religion. We we know it's a very sensitive and dicey topic for some areas, for some area, for some people. What's wrong with me today? But we need to start, you know, learning to have these conversations before we get old, and then we can't talk to our children about religion or about sex or all these things. We need to be comfortable challenging this old 
mentality so that you you even be stronger in your faith and your conviction when you put it to the test mm -hmm. and is able to stand the test and you now be like yes i'm sure that this is my conviction and it's better for you it's better for everyone else and before we go i need to, I need to tell a story of my life in my life of eh? your whole life in my whole life wow eh? okay in my whole life i've seen i just sit down and laugh my life is short i'm not even up to 20 yet but life has shown me a lot Your of life stuff. Is short. Better reject that. I say my life has been short. Okay, I, I see, it has been. <laughs> as in, I'm going to live Speak, to 100. Phrase it properly. So, I'm going to live to 100. Forget it. It's in my blood. So, Sha, what I've seen, I've seen the problem with people with generally creating thoughts and thinking for themselves. That is one problem I've noticed among us Nigerian youth a lot. We, I was having a conversation in my Twitter DM. Somebody mm. came and mentioned me and told me to go and read his tweets on religion. He mentioned I think like three, four or five tweets about relating to slavery and how in the Bible they were voluntary slaves and I said no they were not. Nobody's a voluntary voluntary becomes a slave. And how the treatment that the Bible assigned to treat slaves were I said true. But the, Yes, there there were some rules and conducts of how you have to treat your slave. Like after mm. seven years, you have to release them, or you ask them if do you want to become part of my household. If the person agrees, <laughs> Please, you brand them. Bye. You know, it's true. Now you brand them with something, and then they become yours forever. <laughs> no, it's there. I can't remember where, but I know I read it as a child, out of curiosity. So it's it is there that you should treat your slaves well, but now we've come to realize that the whole even the whole idea of slavery is kind of despicable. Yeah. You shouldn't own another human being. Like you don't, cause you didn't create them. It's not yours. To, to, it's not yours. Your own to own. Even and he said that what he did say, and I agree with him, is that the Bible in the New Testament talks about how everybody is equal before God. That it's really just human beings that create all these caste systems or caste. I hope I pronounced the word caste. Caste systems. Mm. Thank you for correcting me. I don't know why that flew out of my mouth. But back to it anyway. We're having this conversation and he just comes and tells me stuff his parents have, have told him. And I break it down with questions that I, I have just from thinking and creating those ideas by myself. Then he tells me, okay, I'm coming. I'm going to ask my mom and she'll tell me what to say. I said, I not, how, you're almost 20 now. You cannot tell me what you actually think. <laughs> I didn't just say anything, but I hope you, if you listen to it, you don't feel offended. But the truth is, you, this is your faith. You have tell me you're 20 or 21, right? You, you believe in this thing. You should come and tell me from the fullness of your own belief why, why you, you believe do. this. You shouldn't be going to ask your parents. You shouldn't be going to ask your pastor that this girl said something. How do I refute it? You have to tell me why you That's are... That's what conditioning is. Because you have no basis yourself. You believe it because you have been told to believe it. So you can't defend I, it. I think people should get out get out of that mentality. You shouldn't just believe something because somebody told you to believe it. Believe it because I want to believe it. This is what I've been told. This is what I've examined and it makes sense to me and I want to stay. Don't believe it because that's what everybody's been doing around you. And, and because I examined the thing by myself and I read it and I looked at the books and I realized it wasn't for me and I asked. That's why I'm here. Yeah, just floating around. Only self-discovery no, path it's, it's and just think critically to yourself does this thing work for me does this align up with my principles of life it i realize it really doesn't and i don't think i'll ever be part of an organized religion i can even say maybe in the future you don't know how life might be i might become i might be introduced into the christian faith i'm not 
closing back and mm-hmm. closing any doors. But I'm saying that even if I, I do get reintroduced, I'm it's never going, going to, to be join as sacrosanct as it was. I'm never going to be as sacrosanct as I was, and I'm never going to be part of a strong religious polit- political structure. Yeah. I am. I I do. I want to believe that as a 20 year old woman, I might, I will obviously change. I cannot say. When I'm 80, I'll be the same. Way. Yeah, you, because you change. So I like, change. You have yeah. experiences that can change. Change you. me, but I will say that I don't think I will ever. I, I want to believe that as I age, I want to remember that all these things that I've learned about myself and from reading and from constantly challenging myself to open myself to different ideas, I'll continue to do that even when I'm old, and not get so stuck and caged in into something. And just realize that there are different ways to look at certain situations and i should just look at it from one yeah. direction i should look at it from as many as possible and it, it, it helps me be a better educated human being a more intelligent person and just a generally a better person if you're not close-minded you just it, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything everybody says but try and look at it from, from their view, point of view from their point of view that's the key takeaway because when i tell a lot of devout Christians to be open-minded is like I'm telling them to sin. I'm like, no. no, you can have your strong, you can have your views, but you need to understand where I'm coming from as someone who does not share your views, as someone who does not share your faith. If I, you cannot force me, and you cannot judge me from your point of view because I don't live my life the way you do, and you have to be sensitive and be respectful, and take into account that we're different. And we exist in the same space, so you cannot disrespect me because I don't follow you. And I think once we get that into our mind, all these atrocities that are committed, we we should be able to stop them in our generation. And we should be able to be the generation that can separate behavior from religion. I have the sense to see through this kind of veil that religion has put over african communities as a a way of like just join just wrapping everyone together under one common belt of christianity or islam because those are basically the two major religions in africa and then you have african traditional religion which is a distant third and in the scale of you know how you are saying, oh, if you, some people, you talk to some people and they'll be like, are you a good person? And I'll be like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm like, no, that's not that. See, the thing about it is that Christians, in kind of most of our cultures, Christians have like an A plus. People immediately trust them. Oh, this one is a Christian. He won't steal. He won't steal. He won't lie. He won't lie. My child. But if he's a Muslim, kind of, it's kind of iffy. They'll be like, mm, that one is a Muslim, sharp, but he's still Again, a Muslim. It depends on where you are, because if you're in the north, it's that more like different. So it's more or less, but in in the south where where, I grew, where, where we live, where it's we kind live. of they will look at you kind of differently, mm. but not badly in the sense. Like, imagine not as bad as if you said, "Oh, I'm a traditional worshiper." Forget it. That one is true. That one don't don't even try it. Don't try it. Don't in fact don't 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 mm. try it. So anyway, the takeaway is just just be respectful. And with that, we will see you next week. Hopefully, we haven't scared you away for part two of our series on religion.
play we will talk more about the effects and also i think if you guys can read ngungi wathyongo's book i think what is it called again the river between it will really help you think about think about the history you should think about the history i'm not i like history book i like history but i'm not really somebody that likes to spend a lot of time reading history books i will if i have to but i like i just prefer to read literature to get understanding because like telling you a story and narrating through that story what is what is actually has it actually <laughs> this is your second week of the hitch factor we are we are, we are we are watching you it's because i live in your you say actually <laughs> it's because i live in lagos okay, it, it is entering me it's entering me but it, it will get it will die in jesus name oh wow okay. it will die it will die. Okay. die 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 okay backfire by fire okay. of course but it just tells you, it's like telling you an idea of what happened in that time, but it's not so technical with the times, with mm-hmm. the dates. It's just very, very similar story. to things for that part. It's very similar to things for that part, really. But from a different point of different view, point of view, from a Kenyan point of view, if you guys can read it, I would advise you to read it. It's really nice. I bought. I only buy used books now because I'm broke. Hmm. I mean, you buy used books because it's good for the environment, my friend. Stop wasting paper. Use See, paper that's you. already out there. Let me tell you, I prefer to buy fresh minted books that so you can still smell. When the trees are finished now, you will see where they were minting your French books from. Please buy used books. Take care of your environment. Recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. If reduce, not, you will not have trees again. Reuse, recycle. In fact, well, we are going to have a special topic. <laughs> Environmental science. Because this guy is an environmental scientist. Because you all need to scientist. take your environment. Someone told me that I was a sanitation worker in Lagos. When I told him about the environmental science, God, I said, Jesus no, Christ. I am not a sanitation worker. I'm not here to clean your trash. Okay? I was so I was so offended by that. After paying all these plenty Drexel school fees, tell me I'm a sanitation worker, my friend. How did you guys know you smelled today and I had to walk to Emmanuel's apartment? What are you saying? It's not as finished. And so, Sarah, do, do you know the cold I experienced? That's because Sarah, I love please. you guys and I love the podcast. So I just, I just had to devote it to the dream. Like, I'm a dream chaser like Mew. Mew. <laughs> and on that note, we will see you next week for another episode of the Gist. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>